0: Uh, so this is Gabe and Matt here with uh, Bamberphile at the Detroit Auto Show, and we are talking to Victor Lelou, who is the product manager for the 3 Series and Z4 models, or lines, I should say. And of course, the, uh, the always wonderful uh, Dave Buchko. That's pretty good. Not, not quite That's it, though. Pretty good. No, close. We were talking earlier that I have a long history of Bucco, Close enough though. that I'm not Dave's offended. last name. <laughs> And uh, you know, having, having had my first name butchered uh, for many years, I, I appreciate the, the, the feeling. Anyway, let's, let's get to the cars. I mean, number one, uh, we have a brand new and somewhat unexpected 3 Series model for the US, and that's the 320. Yep. Tell us a little bit about the, the thought behind bringing this model to the US.
1: Well, it's pretty simple. Um, we have, with the 3 Series, we have a bit of our icon, definitely, um, 30 35 years plus in the making, a car that has a broad appeal. Uh, we see customers ranging age 25 to 65 today, and one in ten customers today is 30 and younger. This is typically a business that we would like to develop, and we needed to define the right product for these guys. Uh, it appears to us that these guys are a little more maybe value conscious. Um, they're they're looking for some luxury for some premium but not at any cost they Mm want to they want to make sure they get a real real really good value proposal Mm -hmm. and that's what we tried to do here with that car so that's typically mainly who we're targeting here
0: so it's it's a it's a value leader it is uh, efficiency wise it's the same efficiency as the 328i from what I saw in the press release approximately
1: it should be at least that's sort of our working uh, assumption here Maybe could get uh, improved slightly, but right now we're working with those numbers, yes.
0: Okay, so the value leader, 0 to 60 is 7-ish seconds, so it's...
1: 7.1 seconds, so in terms of performance, we're talking about the same sort of performance mm-hmm. as a 325i of the previous generation, E90, or even E46. Mm-hmm. So by any means, that's not a slow car. Not so a slow car, we're yeah, and that.
0: It's, uh, of course the typical BMW char- characteristics, so you can get the sport line on it, can get My a sport package sport on sport package so, so there will be no different.
1: yeah the, the, the option and package offers simplified basically again to sort of really target the, the, those buyers that I was talking about in the first place so
0: a little more
1: going to the essential in a way if you will so really almost
0: back to maybe the previous generation as far as the simplicity of option packages
1: in a way that yes that's mm-hmm. that's sort of the proposal we, we like to look at it as a bit of like our 2002 TI of today oh, if you will Just sort of uh, okay. you know uh, really good performance that w- that's what we're offering this is a full-fledged 3-series so in terms of dynamics and performance this the 320i will bring you what any other 3-series will bring you but that's sort of re-centered around the driver so make it the essentials in terms of package offer you'll find the premium package we'll find the cold weather package sort of BMW typical but a little simpler, a little trimmer in a way, mm-hmm. and here we have on this car and on this car only the sport package that mm-hmm. the car here on the floor is showed with, so okay. with different, you know, a wheel size, yeah, 18 yeah. inches, um, uh, the sport seats, the M leather steering wheel, mm-hmm. and also the sport shifter, if you get the manual transmission, mm-hmm. that's also available on the rear wheel drive. That's the sort of things we'll offer.
0: And the the name, 320, I mean, obviously BMW and, and Pretty much any automaker these days doesn't really go after displacement when it comes to names. Uh, but here, you're right on the money, I mean, surprisingly.
1: We're, yes, you're correct. I mean, Because this is a derivation of the N20 engine that we know in the 28i, that's the problem when you use sort of the same engine base you need to be creative with the names. But in that particular case, you're right, it's a 2 liter,
0: it's called 320i, it's as easy as it gets. <laughs> that's, Actually kind of nice. So uh, let's move on to the, the, the other three series that's of note uh, today. Um, and I do want to go back and talk a little bit about some of the details after we talk about this. But the touring, the, the wagon, is making its debut in North America here. And that's a car that uh, I think a few of us were a little nervous about, obviously with the F11 not coming to the United States. And as, a, as somebody who owns a, a current E61, has owned E46 wagons in the past, I, very nice to see it. This is going to be available with just the N20 and a 328i, or is it only iX or X drive? What's so, the, the offer will be the 328i X drive. Okay. Uh, it will be X
1: drive only, whatever uh, the power plant, but uh, as we discussed earlier, there's also a diesel engine coming on this car. But again, here we're looking at an X drive, uh, whatever happens. So, so
0: diesel or, or petrol, it's going to be X drive. Four cylinder. X-Drive. Okay. And then as far as the manual or automatic, is there a manual option? There is, is it, no manual. So it's no. just the 8-speed? Just the 8-speed, yes. The albeit wonderful 8-speed uh, ZF transmission, which is kind of spread around the uh, the line. Now, the, the Touring is interesting in that it has grown in size. Uh, it's not too far away from where the 5-series used to be maybe two generations ago. It is still, I mean, it is still quite noticeably
1: smaller. It is an increase over the previous generation exactly in the same sense that F30, uh, the the current generation 3-series has grown in length uh, and also in width compared to the previous generation 3-series. But something we like with that package is that you get better legroom and better headroom in the back of this current generation 3-series, be Mm it the sedan or the wagon, than you did on the 5-series E39, so of two generations back. And that E39 was six inches longer than the current three series. So this is still very much a three series. It has grown indeed, Mm -hmm. but it's all benefit to the cabin, cabin space and trunk space. Interesting.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about that diesel because it is, uh, I mean, we've known about it for a little bit of, of time, but it is big news. I mean, this is the first time that BMW, I think, has really put, I guess, two feet in the water as far as diesel in the United States. And we have two engines coming. We won't talk about the 5 Series now, but I do want to talk a little bit about what to expect with this 3 Series diesel that will be both in the sedan and the wagon. Um, it's a it's a 2-liter diesel. Is that
1: is that correct? It's a 2-liter diesel. Horsepower rating should be somewhere around 180 horsepower. Uh, the torque value, uh, I don't have the pound-feet conversion. We're expecting to be close to that of a 335i, which is around uh, which is around 300 pound-feet. So that's roughly, I believe, 380 newton meters uh, would be the torque rating on this car. Uh, This should be, again, this should definitely not make for a slow car. That much torque, uh, that should go really smoothly with
0: the 8-speed automatic, typically. And 8-speed is going to be the only transmission choice in the diesel?
1: It looks that way.
0: Okay. It looks that way at that stage. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's the
1: fuel economy that we don't have the numbers Mm -hmm. yet. I wish I could give you something, go with a bank. We don't have it. But we're definitely rooting for uh, 40-plus
0: highway mileage.
1: So... Uh, that's something we we'll look forward
0: to. That's in a, in, a, in a car like the 3 Series, that would be outstanding. That and would be, yeah, that would be a good program. And let's talk about the market just just briefly. Uh, I mean, the United States diesel has had an interesting history, but one company that has successfully cracked the market, I guess you could say, would be VW, specifically with the Jetta. You know, year after year, this thing continues to sell. And uh, I mean, just around Chicago, where I live, I see a lot of Jetta diesels in very driveways of very nice houses. And I look at that and think, this is somebody who could easily afford a 3, a three Series diesel or X5 diesel, for instance, um, if they made the appropriate engine and, 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 and whatnot. Uh, is, that, is that kind of going after that, that, that Jetta driver or that, that person who's always sort of considered that car interesting? Well, typically,
1: I would say your, without going too much into detail, your average demographics between a Jetta buyer and a 3 Series buyer are not that much in tune. But this is kind of a nice evolution. We, we kind of like to look at it this way, that maybe we can seduce some of these people with our package too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should have a bit of a broad appeal, which is interesting because because this car has sort of no background. No, Nothing is really set in terms of what is the... Typical BMW diesel buyer in the U.S. We need to make that legacy in a way.
0: And that's and one of the reasons I asked the question is because I'm I'm curious to know you know if if it's broader than that Mark, which of course it, it, it naturally will be. How do you market a car that has no legacy? And diesel is a relatively new story in the United It's still, which is shocking to me. Uh, I mean, is it something that BMW is going to to sort of kind of dip a toe in the water and, 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 and see how things go, or is there something big planned for later this year? I mean, as it was uh, previously
1: said during, uh, I believe it was the Los Angeles Auto Show, we have a bit of a diesel offensive, so it's not just the 3 Series, it's also the 5 Series. Uh, um, we, we started with the X5 also, we're sort of, with each car, sort of, you know, getting a feeling for what the response is, and so far it's been good and growing, which is the interesting part to us, so gas prices shift, And regardless of that, people seem to accept more and more what diesel stands Mm -hmm. for. They seem to realize that performance can be good. Mm -hmm. They do realize that fuel economy is a real advantage, Mm -hmm. and that it is, at the end of the day, a really economical proposition with a good blend between performance and fuel economy. Once again, so why why miss on that? Why miss on that proposal? If you're if you're a bit of a big driver, you do a lot of mileage in a year, that is the best car you can get out there. That is the most immediate response to your fuel economy question. And that's where we sort of did that thing you said, sorry, I don't know the expression, to go dip in the water. Put the toe in the water. Put the toe in the water (laughs) with the 335D. It was a good way to sort of show to the American Mm -hmm. public that diesel technology has changed, Mm -hmm. has evolved. It is much more refined. It's much better today. But now it's time we, we, we really sort of show how good of a technology diesel can be.
0: Well, it's interesting because it's a very different expression because the 335D really was efficient and extraordinarily powerful. Exactly. Now what you're doing is you're obviously taking a step back. We all know the BMW Group has much more powerful diesels. That's not what this story is about, is it? It's less about that. It's definitely going to be more about economy on that car
1: while... I insist in terms of performance that there's really nothing to complain about given the torque value on the car. But the U.S. has a long history of larger engines, larger power output, and the 335D was at the time the right response Mm -hmm. or the right tool to to get started with diesel. Make sure that you don't alienate people too much by giving them something that was too much of a... Of, of a revolution too early in a way but now that we've seen the responses being good we've actually had our customers and drivers encourage us to go forward to go further with our diesel strategy and that's when the 328d or 320d will come into play
0: it's interesting. Uh, do you have a, a name? Is it actually going to be the 320D or still up in the air? We're still up in the air at that yeah. point. We're sort of going back and forth as to what it could be. Certainly a nice wide chasm between 320 and 328. So. It's
1: exactly as with the, uh, the current gas version that goes, I believe that engine starts in Germany at 316i today mm-hmm. and goes as far as 3828i. Mm-hmm. That diesel engine currently exists somewhere between 316d and 325. Uh, so. It's still up in the air. It's somewhere in there. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the other car that that uh, you uh, you oversee the other the other line, and that's the Z4. Mm-hmm. This is, of course, again the the world debut. Actually, this is the world debut for the uh, facelifted Z4, and it is, I think, for all intents and purposes, a very mild facelift can you tell us a little bit more about it it is a very mild facelift that, that is
1: true there isn't much that has changed on the car there's a simple reason for that we're kind of happy with the way the car looks <laughs> it's, it's a good looking car everyone praises, praises the design of the car all of our buyers, all of our customers, none of them complain about really the looks of the car. So we try to make it, to integrate it even more into the design language of today with those LCI elements uh, in the front headlights, with that sort of tapered design um, side indicator on the car and try to go even further in terms of premium feel inside the car and in, uh, individualization solution with that new hyper orange package. Uh, but. Yeah, there was, we did not feel the need to revolutionize something that people appreciated the way it is currently.
0: And I think, uh, yeah, from my perspective, I think for a lot of perspective on, on file I think we'd echo that it's a gorgeous car inside and out. I mean, you know, and, and credit, credit that for uh, the design that has been lasting, you know, and, and, it, and yet it's not a simple design. I think it's a very forward-thinking design. So it's, you know, again, all credit there. The one thing I was surprised about was that we have still the 35 IS model rather than maybe shifting that nomenclature and calling it an in-performance line model. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Well
1: I'm afraid the answer is going to be a little disappointing. It's just that in terms of timing mm-hmm. um, this car came before the whole MPA sort of strategy rolled out, if yeah. you will. So you can't it would be a bit of a lie to our customers to change the naming without changing something. Anyway. Changing and since the car is the yeah. same, it would wouldn't it be in a way even more confusing to
0: name it something else. I think that's fair. So if, what's also confusing though is the N- N54 continues on in that engine as well, which, or in that in that, in that car, which great engine, but this it's I believe is the last. Is it one of the last cars that has that that power plant? If now? I'm not mistaken, it is the last car that has the N54.
1: Well, the three thirty-five. With the three thirty-five IX. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, again, no big need to change a recipe that works. It's it, it really is as simple as that. At the end of the day, you have to look at it from a, obviously a bit of a business standpoint. Sure. I know we hate that, but it's uh, sort of what we we have to do. And it sounds great. Yeah. It responds great. It provides great performance to the car. Absolutely.
0: It's, yeah, and I think you'll get no complaints from an enthusiast point of view. That engine has been—I mean, you know—it's obviously gone into the one it M. It's you know it, it debuted in the 335i years ago. to so much uh, you know positive reaction. So it's a great engine, but it's interesting you know that that it is still still here with us in that single uh, in that model. Now, the obviously we start off with the N20 and the 28i. That's correct. Then you have the 30. 5i, which is also which is also the N54, N54. and then the 35iS, which is sort of the breathed upon version of that N54. Right? Exactly. Yes, that's correct. Oh. So, what do you see? You know, as far as the Z4, uh, you know, the next few years. I mean, obviously, it's got a little bit of life left in it. What do you see with the announcement today of the Z4 racing in LMS? Does that? Do you feel like that helps the the image of the car?
1: I do hope it will, in a sense, because we are utterly convinced that we have a really interesting dynamic proposition with the Z4, particularly here with the S-Drive 35iS. Um, but this is a car, this is a two-seer, it, sometimes people tend to make it a bit of a, more of a cruiser, uh, mm-hmm. give it more of a, like, feminine image. Mm-hmm. and. We want to prove and we want to show that that might not quite be the case. Mm-hmm. That That is a good cruiser. That is a comfortable car for every intents and purposes every day. But this car, if you really ask it, can provide you with real proper performance, like mm-hmm. GT-like performance. And we hope that this parallel with the Z4 GTE program might help us sort of change that image just a little bit.
0: Yeah, That's interesting. I mean, obviously, that, that was another reason why I thought... What a great time to make this the in-performance line. You've got this car and that car. They seem to come together. But it, it, at the very least, you have the IS model, which I think could sort of, I could just imagine an advertisement maybe one or two next to the, next to the race car and sort of fit. I do hope our marketing communication team hears you. <laughs> So you know, as far as uh, getting, I guess, getting back to really the bread and butter, and, and the last question I will ask is, you know, we're about uh, over a year into now the three series launch, or roughly, almost just
1: about a year. Yes. Um,
0: you know, the most important car BMW sells in North America for all intents and purposes. How has it gone this past year? It's been
1: um, well. I've been
0: busy. <laughs> uh, we're we're
1: we're just getting started. I mean, the three series we have rolled out. Um, in just about a year, we've, we've rolled out just about any variant to expect on the sedan. So we have the 328, we have the 335, we have the X-Drive now. Uh, things are going well with that. We have the Active Hybrid 3, too. We're pretty happy with the product, and the response we're getting is pretty good. So we're happy with that. Uh, we're So we're now in the phase where we keep rolling out not only new variants like the 320i today or the upcoming diesel, but also now the body variants. so starting with the sports wagon. So. Where the initial feedback is good, sales last year have been really, really good. Yeah. Uh, response on the market, uh, is, I, I think the response has been tremendously positive, mm-hmm. uh, and we certainly intend to keep it that way.
0: You've got now you've got some interesting competition with the obviously the ATS from Cadillac, which is a bit of homegrown competition, as well as of course the the the, the friendly competition from Mercedes and, and Audi. So it's it's interesting to see. Uh, BMW trying to obviously create new variants and and, and really position themselves as still the ultimate driving machine amongst the crowd we're we're trying we we try
1: to, with that particular generation of 3 Series, we try to maintain the dynamic promise Mm -hmm. and I think and I think we managed to do that, because this is still a driver's car, no question. But we tried to sort of polish the angles a little bit in terms of comfort, in terms of functionality. And with this car, in terms of interior room, trunk capacity, we have a better offer than we've ever had. This is, I think, I feel this is an empirically better car than the previous generation. But it's now, it's still as much of, a, every bit of, as much of a driver's car yeah. as the previous generation was inevitably some things have changed here and there mm-hmm. but I think it's what we're shooting in the right direction and we're happy with the way this one has gone so now we are hoping to meet the same success with the sports wagon when it hits the US shores at the end of April or early May.
0: And hopefully next time we speak maybe we'll be talking about a two-door version. Uh, we see the 4 Series Coupe concept out there right now which is uh, admittedly pretty pretty attractive and seems to be drawing a crowd. You've got to be somewhat excited to you know as, as far as what's to come
1: we're very excited with the concept car we feel that um, it's it's a great proposal in terms of dynamism and presence I mean when you see the car the presence is really here it's been a lot of debate about the naming three four why four I think you get the response the moment you lay eyes on the car you see that it is it differs from the three series aesthetically much more than any previous generations of three series ever did mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a bigger car it's a wider car it, it it screams dynamism it screams personality so this is a really really exciting car to look forward to the concept the concept gives you a good idea of what the next generation could, could be and uh, we we'll look forward to that awesome.
0: well, with that thank you very much for your time appreciate
1: thank it
0: you. Time